Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills. Good morning, and uh, it is morning for us. And welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We've got another great show for you today. And, you know, I'm excited about today. Um, You know, we talk about a lot of different topics, but today we're going to be talking about why people need to focus on strength training for longevity. And, you know, for an older guy like me, uh, I want to know about that good stuff. So uh, we'll be talking about that. Also, we've got NSP fan questions. So that being said, let's get started. Uh, Armin, you know, this is uh, a good topic, especially for me. It, it, it sounds like a good one for me anyway. Uh, anything specifically that made you want to talk about this particular subject? Well, it's, it's always on my radar because, you know, I'm going to be 60 uh, next month, so... Uh, and so I'm doing a lot of research on things, but uh, what kind of prompted it, I saw a, a thing in the media where they're talking about how Peloton is struggling and I thought, well, okay. And so not really a surprise, but I saw that and I thought, you know, let me, uh, let me kind of address, cause everybody, there's a lot of people doing this Peloton stuff. And I thought, you know, there's a lot more to it than just riding a bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, I kind of have a feeling, but I'm going to ask you, what makes you say that, Armin, why you're not so surprised? Well, some of the, some of the bigger issues uh, on what people are, are do not continue to do an exercise program. And, you know, cause a lot of these bikes and these home equipment things get bought, but they just sit in the bedroom or the garage. Uh, and it's mostly because of lack of results. And, and the reason for lack of results is because people are confused on what they need to do they'll start out with the right intentions but then they when they get confused that's when that's when it gets to be a problem and so even though they do some of these regimens uh, they still don't lose the body fat uh, their muscle tone doesn't jump back like like they think it should right and right. The re- some reasons for that is what they're doing plus nutrition you can do the peloton to your blue in the face but if you don't eat right what's the difference so you need to have a more complete plan it's that's just something one thing that they're selling that's going to solve everybody's problem mm-hmm. and not even not even close now some people they love it and they're going to feel like they get the best results and that's fine you know but i'm talking you know for the bigger population in general because of what uh, what resistance training can do mm-hmm. <clears throat> well there, there's a lot of these companies out there you know i'm curious do you think that this business model is sustainable so to me not really i mean at the end of the day it's simply an overpriced bike with some digital screens and some engagement you know digitally so and that's fine but you know after a while it gets old like anything else and then plus so you ride the bike for 15 20 minutes or even an hour you know you're burning some glucose off but what are you really doing for longevity? I mean, you'll get right, a little right. bit of effect from it. So what they're trying to do, they're adding this interactive training, you know, with having trainers. And you know, I'll just be honest with you. I mean, they're just using baby weights. 
I mean, you know, hand weights and this and that. You know, if you really think you're going to help improve your longevity by doing 10,000 steps or riding a peloton or doing some hand weights, uh, you need to be honest with yourself. Right. That's right. really not going to cut it. And so my point is, is to get people thinking differently because that's what needs to happen. And, you know, on the peloton, they act the way they promote it. They act like, you know, you're going to tone right up and bring back muscle or even gain muscle. And I mean, they're telling you everything you want to hear. So they're just right. playing to the people's wishes and, you know, this marketing and hyping everything like, Oh, this is so great. And it's so fantastic, but it's like anything else. You're still riding a bike in a stationary position. So <laughs> you can right, hype this right. stuff all you want, but after a while, you know, if somebody's not seeing results, it's just going to become another clothes hanger. Like a lot of other people have with equipment because they don't have a complete turnkey system, which is going to, going to need to include nutrition. You know, mm -hmm. they leave you to go figure that out. And, you know, of course, they may have some things they're suggesting for, but it's based on what everybody else is doing, calories in, calories out. And so people, as they continue to not see results, they get tired of wasting their time. And so that's why, you know, they're struggling. Now they're struggling because they, they have product issues with the bike itself. I mean, it's, it's a way overpriced bike. So they're struggling because of that. And then also, uh, you know, people will get in on it in the beginning, but then they're realizing, you know, it's an ongoing payment and, you know, it's no different than a gym membership that nobody's using. They're going to be like, eh, I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of that. So right. I, mean, I don't, we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, they're a big company at this point, but you know, their stocks dropping like a rocket and this happened to Bally fitness. Who would have thought Bally fitness, who was the Mac daddy for a long period of time, publicly traded would go out of business, okay. but that business model, was ridiculous and then it included resistance training and you know, group training and all this other stuff so to think peloton's uh, i see peloton going down that path i mean it's just it's just not going to be that big a company because the concept right. just it's just not that strong so and that's just my opinion so, but we'll see what happens yeah well you know i mean it kind of seems like a fad um you know everybody got excited about it it was something new and different and then well, after it, a while it kind of Right. It also happened during COVID. Yeah. You know, COVID, you know, it just happened to be great timing. And so they took advantage of that, which I would too. I mean, if you're a business, you know, why not? Right, right. After COVID settled in and people can go back and have more variety and it's plus it's cheaper. I mean, this bike, right. You know, it's, true. They're trying to get 1200 to two grand for this thing. And you can get a membership, gym membership and you can have everything you need uh, for 30 bucks or whatever. You know, there's just, right. There's, doesn't make sense to me and so agree agree well why don't we talk about what does work is strength <laughs> training right right yeah so you know this is my opinion but it's also based on science and some studies that are out there you know and i've been training for you know over 40 years and you know vince saw all this too you know doing strength training and then you know doing bodybuilding to shape the body the right way naturally and that's what vince wanted to do is really the best way to go for longevity because it's a mild form of stress, you're you're activating muscle tissue, you're keeping the hormones active. I mean, we I can go on, so we can talk about that too. <clears throat> well, a lot of people watch the show, and when you say Vince, you're meaning Vince Garanda, really the founder of NSP yeah. and 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 yeah. so many different workout programs and nutrition plans. Uh, it's kind of crazy mm -hmm. how many that he did create. So, um, well. Yeah, yeah. So, Armin, let's get into some of the benefits of strength training. What do you think? 
Yeah, a lot of our, our audience is going to already feel comfortable with this, but I just think it's good to kind of repeat this kind of thing so they can, you know, reach out and maybe suggest it to other people because I just think it's one of the most important things you can do for longevity. So, um, you know, the reason it's beneficial because it's going to help maintain muscle tissue. That's really important to help your metabolism keep firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And you know, Vince, Vince knew that too. And you know, there, there is no better way to keep your hormone levels more stable uh, all year long than doing resistance training, you know, at least it's like three to five days a week. It depends on your goals and stuff. But, you know, you're, when you do the resistance training, your hormones have to be involved to help do the repair process, to rebuild cells, and because you're breaking down muscle. So this light form of stress, and again, we're going to talk about how much you need to do, but this light form of stress is a form of hormesis, which basically means what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, is really good for the body. It makes it work at a higher level, and it makes the cells and all the regenerative processes work at a higher level. So mm-hmm. there's a ton of benefits on that. Uh, and so then on top of that, you know, it's great for bone density. You know, if you don't exercise and get the calcium going to the bones and doing doing things you need to be doing to keep your strength up, then you're going to be more subjective to, you know, breaking a bone when you fall or you're running into something or have an automobile accident or, you know, because a lot of people that do strength training, they'll get a bruise or they'll get a, you know, you know that kind of thing, but they're not typically going to break a bone. So it's right. just much better to keep your, your bone density up, especially with osteopenia that goes on with the females and also does happen to males too. Mm-hmm. And then, I can't think of a better way to reduce stress than to hit the hit some resistance training. And, you know, if you're having a bad day, I found it to be exceptional <laughs> to <laughs> clear my head and get back into the swing of things. Right, so right. That's that's one thing. And then at the end of the day, you know, it's going to help with your body fat levels because you're you're burning the glucose off, and you're you know, when you're getting your insulin down, you're going to be burning body fat. You need fat to rebuild cells, so it helps keep that process going. And on top of that, it's going to help prevent insulin resistance, especially if you're eating right. So you, know, you do need to eat right to make all this work. But you know, doing the resistance training helps make things work that much better. And then you know, I, I think people really seem to appreciate a good muscular looking physique and you know, a tight body because it's, not, it's really not the norm. <laughs> the norm is super yeah. soft and flabby and, you know, again – this shaming thing, it's not about the shaming thing. It's about what people aspire to. And then if you want to aspire to live longer and to look better, that's what we're talking about. We're not looking to shame anybody. But the, the reason a lot of these people are in the situation they're in is because they don't do resistance training. They're not eating right. They're not getting enough sleep. And they're drinking too much. I mean, it's a big combination of lifestyle factors. And so I'm just trying to suggest, hey, there's a better way to go if you're not aware. <laughs> so, you're yeah, I mean, I you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, mean, I can go on on this, but I think people get the idea. But let me just say one more thing. More importantly, it can really add years to your life if you care. You know, some people, they don't want to smoke and drink and do whatever. They don't, they don't really think about the future. But the, for the people out there that are thinking about the future, then you should, you should really understand how this beneficial this really is. And that's my point. Mm-hmm. Well, Armin, I think the adversity of it is if you watch a lot of TV, uh, (laughs) advertisements, TV shows, movies, all show these lavish lifestyles, eating and drinking, 
partying to all hours of the night and everything's just wonderful. And do you notice how everybody who's doing that has like this amazing physique and looks well in clothes? I mean, you can't live that lifestyle for a long time no. and no. and look that good. Um, so, no. you know, it's really uh, unfortunate <laughs> with, with the marketing and advertising in the world of what is shown to us and, you know, yeah. it's it's uh, a, a little scary that way. So anyway, all right, well, so I let's mean, get back to... Well, just on yeah, that go note, ahead. Frank, I mean, if if our human species doesn't start making some changes, we're going to become extinct with the, with the way we're going. This stuff is just ridiculous. Yeah. People need yeah. to wake up and be their own advocate and take charge on quality health and not let, you know, look what health, look what it's doing to healthcare. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah. So just to kind of get back on track, but th that's what people need to think about. Do you want to just go down the same path everyone else is doing and be sick for long periods of time and then finally pass away? If, if you want, you can, that's obviously a good, tr you know, that's right. the track everybody's looking at. So if you want to do something more innovative, more robust, then that's what we're talking about. Absolutely. Because you want to be able to stay active, active, uh, you know, yeah. where you can walk and go places and do things, um, you know, active is important to me. So, you know, that's what I think of. I, I, I don't really think of, I guess, the longevity part. Yeah, it does cross my mind, but I just want to be able to go do things, right? Be able yeah. to walk and go and do things. So I, I, yeah. I think that's important. All right. So yeah, good, good, good mobility. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's get back to strength training. Um, how much time, and, and we're doing this as a, a refresher, as you said, but how uh, much time per week should someone commit, Armin, to strength training? So, you know, that, that's one of those things that really is going to depend on their personal goals uh, and what their schedule is and things like that. But as a, a good framework from my point of view and what, I, what, what I've done with my clients is if you can do something four to five days a week, I mean, it can be, you know, it could be less. Okay. It could be three to five okay. for 45 minutes per session. And it could be less on that too. But I found that those, this is a real ideal routine. And, uh, you know, it, it, so there's some flexibility is what I'm saying, but if you can mm -hmm. do that and set a standard, so maybe you start with three days a week and then get it in your schedule and then see if you can squeeze another day in the week. And cause it's just going to help you. So that's the starting point there. Um, it, you just want to keep it simple and sustainable. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think it makes a difference how people split up their routines, Armin? Well, it's like this, you know, everything you do, I don't care if it's incorrect, uh, either running outside, running in a circle, <laughs> lifting right, weights right. incorrectly, you're going to get some kind of result. That's just yeah. how the, the body's got to adapt to the unusual stress that you're putting it through. But it's mm -hmm. going to adapt pretty quickly. And so then after a certain point, it's not going to work anymore. So, you know, for a simplistic way of looking at it, you know, people can do a full body workout and, you know, get some results. But over time, and from my personal experience of doing all that, they're going to have some challenges. So, I just and so why do you say that? Down. So, you know, I've done full body workouts. And so based on my experience, I just found that, you know, whatever exercise I start with gets the most, your freshest. Okay. So you get, mm -hmm. you can use more weight, you can get more done with that first exercise. And so you got to, so you got to figure out how you're going to balance everything. So that's one problem. Uh, so 
whatever you start with gets the most stimulation. And then whatever you finish with at the end of the workout, because your glucose levels are dropped, your strength levels dropped, you know, you're not going to have the strength, same strength curve. And so those muscles aren't going to get the same intensity, the same um, level of muscle breakdown that you get what you, when you, what you start with. Mm-hmm. So I just find that that you know, over time causes people to uh, end up training longer or to add in more exercises to try to, you know, get that help balance the physique out or do the exercises in a way to, to get the results. So you can, mm-hmm. obviously you can, you can change the rotation of how you do the exercises, uh, but that starts getting complex too versus just splitting it out. So I just think that, you know, when you start doing these full body workouts, I just see most people end up there in that in the gym an hour, hour and a half. And again, you're, you're only going to be good really for the first 30 to 40 minutes. I mean, if, if you're working hard, that's mm-hmm. it. So you need to be really, really, really knowledgeable about what exercise you're going to do. Cause we're talking about, balancing out the physique not just doing you know your favorite exercises which unfortunately some people that's what they do but that's what i'm talking about here yeah i agree with you i mean the majority of the people i see in the gym you know they go to the bench press you know they do their curls they use the leg press and they're out the door right (laughs) i mean that's just really yeah, well, the normal. Or, or they're or they're just doing foundation exercises like deadlifts, squats, and presses. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. and you can do that too. But just understand that that doesn't really. I mean, it's better than nothing, as they say. But if you want to develop a nice looking physique, it's not going to happen with that. I can I can guarantee you that. But some people think that think that they they do look good with basically doing that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. rare. That's like somebody that's just naturally you know, as a mesomorph that does anything and they put on muscle, then that would be an exception. But I haven't seen anybody that focuses on deadlifts, presses and squats and has a stellar physique or even a nice chiseled physique or even a lot of good quality muscle tone for that point. So that, mm-hmm. that's me. So, Well, we see in sports and business, you know, I, I've heard the saying preparation is the key. And if you're right. not prepared, if you don't have a plan you're more likely to fail than succeed. And, you know, we've been talking about that kind of stuff, but going back to what we were talking with, you, you got me thinking, um, we've done a lot of shows, talked about a lot of different things, but but you really believe, and you like to split up muscle groups, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've been <clears throat> training for so long that, you know, I need to keep it interesting. <clears throat> and that's one of the easiest things you can do to also kind of experiment. Uh, now, I do think that if you train upper body one day, which I, I think that Vince, Vince Grand agreed on this too, you know, upper body one day, lower body the next day, that can also work well for the, av- for the average person. So you're really focused on the upper body muscles one day. And you're, you know, obviously, if you do that for 45 minutes, you can hit a lot of different angles on the muscles and you can rotate that a little easier. And the same thing for legs, so the lower body. So I would say that if you're somebody that wants to, you know, worry about having an overdeveloped physique, but just wants to maintain quality muscle, that's a great way to go. But mm-hmm. you still need to do the resistance training part of it. And that's the whole point. So, but if you want to have a balanced physique, because I've done this a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure that you're focusing on your weaker body parts to bring those up to par with the ones that you really enjoy working that are stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you just don't care about you know how you look. And some people are like that. I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to put this kind of work in, uh, I want to 
you know, get some, get some of the benefits of it. And that's some of the benefits, you know, you, you look better. And when you look better, you feel better, your confidence is better. So that's where I'm coming from on it. I mean, as you get more developed in a nutshell, uh, you're going to have to adjust for recovery because you're starting to use heavier weights and you're going to be breaking down a lot more muscle when you're doing these different strategies and higher intensity. And so when you're doing that, you're going to have to work on that recovery part. Uh, so that's the other key point that um, I like on splitting up muscle groups, just to allow for better recovery. And that's something mm -hmm. you have to gauge, you know, on, on your own. But we have technology now, like an oar ring or a whoop, whoop, whoop wrist watch and things like that, that can help you to track how your recovery is. So and the, these things are getting better. Then you, if your recovery is good, you know, you can do more because you still have to eat right. You got to get some sleep, et cetera. Interesting. A lot of good stuff. Uh, and, and gosh, we even did a show on the aura ring as well, you know, talking yeah. about that specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Armin, since you mentioned longevity, um, how, how many years do you think that doing intensity training or, you know, actual weight training can add years to a person's life? I mean, what do you think? Five, 10, 20? I mean, a lot of people are going to think that, you know, if I'm going to train with weights, how much really will it impact me? Well, that's a good question. And that's always going to be a little subjective. Um, but what some of the studies are saying and whether they're accurate or not is mm -hmm. uh, it can add about 17 to 20% onto your lifespan. So that's, that's nothing to sneeze at, you know? So if you look at the average man, they live to typically lives to 80 years old. Okay. That's from a life insurance table. Uh, mortality table but if you do 20 percent of that that can add 16 more years mm -hmm. potentially if it's at 20 percent as as a higher mark so you could live to be 96 just by doing these things and the thing is is uh, what's really important here is the quality of life as you're going right. through the aging process because you know let's look let's face it you know if your sex drive is dropping and you don't have a lot you don't have a lot of desire that really affects you mentally especially a guy. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it does the females, but you know, what if you had great sex drive into your eighties your nineties and whatever, uh, you know, that's just a good, that's a vitality marker. So that's one thing to kind of keep in mind. And that's a good goal to have. It's like, okay, I'm aging. I'm mobile. I, I got good strength. My bones are good. I got good sex drive. That's just, that's, that's, that's how you've been doing things for years. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to kind of hit on here is if you want to have good longevity, then you need to keep the, you know, strong muscles and joints. So you've got that mobility factor to make the most out of it, especially if you're wealthy. I mean, if you're mm -hmm. wealthy, what good's it going to do to have all this money in the bank and you can't get around or you're, right. you know, you're incapacitated to, you can't, you can't leave the house because of certain medical conditions, heart disease or whatever, uh, you know, because you, you, if you do too much, you could jeopardize yourself. I mean, that's what we're talking about here is trying to eliminate. And so again, when you slow down aging, which just helps to do, you slow down disease. So if you slow down disease, well, look at that. I mean, I'm, look at all the bonuses that you can do or that you can have anyways by slowing down disease, just by being healthy, doing most, you know, weight training, eating mm -hmm. right, getting sleep. So, you know, it's and at the end of the day, weight training is the only way to help prevent sarcopenia from setting in. That's, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, I, I know we've talked about sarcopenia in the past 
Maybe we should explain what that is again. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, and this is going to be a more common uh, concept that people are going to get introduced to because, I mean, it's a reality. So, you know, all sarcopenia means is muscle wasting. And so this is what happens as we age. So as you're getting older, time goes by, you know, your hormones are secreted by soft tissue glands, so your hormone levels are going to decline. So you want to supplement those, keep the hormone levels up, but you're still going to lose muscle tissue. And that's really the big problem is it's, and it's a small amount, which is great for a year, but if you can prevent muscle tissue or have a lot of muscle tissue that you've built on your body, then that can give you longevity just from that perspective. Because as you lose this muscle tissue, what happens is, is, you know, 70% of your metabolism needs protein. That's where it goes. So if, if you don't get enough protein, you don't maintain enough muscle tissue, the the organs are going to start eating up this muscle tissue by breaking down muscle, converting it to glucose. So it has energy to feed the organs and people don't understand these concepts. So this is why I want to kind of bring it up. If you uh, can have a lot of more muscle tissue and you slow that down, then that's not going to happen. So, but if you don't do it, then every year you're going to keep losing more and more muscle. And then as you watch people, as they get frail, the body keeps eating up the muscle tissue because they're not getting enough food for different reasons. They're not getting enough protein. So as the muscle tissue continues to go, then the organs end up not having enough. They can't break down enough muscle over time. So the organs mm-hmm. start to shut down. Then you go to kidney failure and then you go to other uh, medical conditions or you, you know, you'll have heart issues. So that's what we're talking about. Sarcopenia does that. It slowly takes you down, you know, because hmm. when you, when you don't have the muscle uh, and the organs can't get what they need from the, from you know the the diet or from breaking down muscle, then that's when it gets ugly. All right. Okay. Well, Armin, we're getting a little short on time. What do you have to wrap up the segment? So again, my whole point here is that we should recommend to other people, which I do, is suggest that they do some form of resistance training and to help them with their longevity. And they're going to have a more productive life if they can incorporate it. You know, the key is, is, is finding the right combination that, you know, they feel good about, that they can feel successful and see some success, which you know, success keeps you motivated. I mean, it's like brush your teeth. If you don't brush your teeth, look how fast things go downhill. Mm-hmm. So you got you to gotta do, you know, do some reps, so to speak, to keep things where you would like <laughs> to keep them. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, it's definitely worth the effort to work on it, so this is where you can do, if you get a good coach, you can help you with the strength training, the nutrition, and you know, optimize your hormones. And these things all help to add up for a better quality of life longer. So that's the whole point. It, it's not one thing's going to solve your problem. Doing Peloton is not going to solve your longevity problem. It's just not. You got to do resistance training. You got to do nutrition. And then you got to understand how your hormones are working. And then you got to understand recovery. And then integrate that into a lifestyle that you can sustain long-term. And then it's a win-win, totally. Well, a lot of great information, as always, Armin. Uh, I'm sure the audience appreciates everything today. You know, it's a good refresher, you know. Uh, so thank you for all that. Yeah, no problem. All right. Stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition, and Armin and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements 
that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, uh, you know, Armin, end of summer sale on NSP mm-hmm. Nutrition. Uh, this is probably the last week, you know, we're getting uh, close yep. to going into fall. So check out NSP Nutrition's end of summer sale. You buy two, you get one free. So check that out. Uh, it's on their top 10 best-selling supplements. And yep. uh, I don't know if you could really kind of find a better deal right now. So check it out. Good um, time to stock up. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Armin, fan question time here at the okay. NSP Nutrition Show. And we were talking about, um, I, I think we got a fan question a couple of weeks ago on footwear. And right. we got a question from Jay in Oahu, Hawaii. And Jay says, you know, I live in a tropical climate and I I do wear athletic footwear from time to time, but you know, it's a little difficult because it's hot. And uh, he said, I wear like sandals or flip-flops a lot. And I like to wear them. I go hiking. I do a lot of things. And he said that the brand of shoe that he wears is a brand called Olakai. And what's funny is I own a pair of their flip-flops, their sandals. Uh, and so do I. I own, I own okay. two different kinds of Olakai. Okay. So, right. so um, yeah, I've got the leather, you know, like kind of a little maybe yeah. dressier sandal. And then yeah. I've got <laughs> like, you know, with the rubber sole uh, with the fabric straps. And... Um, they're very comfortable, uh, yeah. but they were made for, for hiking uh, and doing things like that in a tropical climate. That's, I guess, how they were created from what I read. Yeah. But Jay was wondering, like, is that okay to wear when you're working out? Olakai starting to make shoes now as well, even athletic shoes. And um, he said, you know, I, I really don't like wearing athletic shoes that if I'm going to work out, can I wear like my Olakai sandals? And I'm like, wow, that's a good question, Armin. What do you think? Well, I mean, I live in, we live in Florida, so we're in the same tropical conditions. Right. So right. I, I understand what he's saying. I mean, I wear, I wear the flip-flop Olakai all day long. And then I have the, uh, the, the you know, I guess, canvas or soft leather shoe for just as, as a slip-on. Because uh-huh. they are, they're really comfortable. They're well-made shoes. I'm really impressed with them. But at the end of the day, uh, I wouldn't wear them for training because you need to keep your foot solid in the shoe. Because uh, and it depends on you know what you're doing. I mean, if you're just doing all upper body, then probably not as big a deal. But you know, for me, I've done it both ways. I've done it with crappy shoes and shoes that your feet can slide <laughs> right. around in. Right. Because yeah. you know. Sometimes that's what you only have. That's all you have to work with. Like if you're on a trip or something and you decide you want to go work out and you got your, your shoes don't fit real well. And every time I do that, it, 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 it doesn't become a good experience because it starts to affect your knees depending on how heavy you're going. Uh, and you, you, you can get blisters from, from too much activity. So I just prefer to use a solid you know, shoe for my training. That way when I'm doing something, I don't have to worry about 
you know, extra stress on the knee joint because my foot or my feet are sliding around the shoe. The biggest problem is your foot moving around in the shoe. And so you let you make sure your foot's nice and tight in the shoe. So you got great stability. So if you move side to side, uh, you're, you know, the shoe's going to hold where you need to be and not, not slot in your, your foot's not going to slide in the shoe. And that's what the mm-hmm. problem is with footwear is, you know, you need to change it out if your feet start sliding in the shoe, because that just means that you've worn the shoe eye and it stretches that it, could they stretch out? Mm-hmm. So no, I don't mm-hmm. recommend that for a resistance training. I mean, you can go hiking in them, but you know, I mean, and I wouldn't use them for hiking because they're a nice shoe. I wouldn't want to ruin them. So that's one right. thing for me, but uh, uh, I mean, you can use them for hiking, but uh, hiking is different than using resistance training when you need stability for your specific movements, in my opinion. So hmm. I would, uh, I wouldn't, I would just definitely use quality footwear, no matter what you're doing in the gym from that standpoint. And plus if you drop a plate, you know, sometimes it can protect your feet uh, right. versus other things, you know, like even if you drop a five pounder and hit your toe, you know, you've had good footwear, it more likely is going to bounce off versus, you know, a thinner, piece of uh, footwear or flip-flop Nothing. for that matter yeah you, you're gonna you're gonna break a bone uh, yeah that's just yeah. how it is so anyway so hopefully that well, helps. <laughs> i think where he was coming from was the support because the sole of the olakai is so good but yeah. um yeah well, i, I agree with support. you yeah so uh you know jay if you're gonna work out put on your athletic shoes and then when you're it's, done it's take them off and go back right yeah. yeah, I put mine on. I don't wear them. I don't wear them all throughout the day. I just put my athletic shoes on for the training. Then I take right. them off. That makes them last longer too. That's so, right. That's right. That's my, that's my approach. That's right. Okay. Uh, the the next one isn't really a question. It's just some feedback. Uh, it's from oh, Mark, and uh, Mark's in Nashville, Tennessee. Mark says, "Hey, I got some of the NSP milk and egg protein, mm-hmm. and." I was trying to get creative because like I have these cravings where, you know, as we all do, we want like a bowl of ice cream or we want something uh, like, uh, right. Yeah. His wife came up with this little kind of treat. She put the actual milk and egg protein in the blender with crushed ice, got it mm. like almost like an ice cream texture Thick, yeah. and sprinkled crushed walnut pieces in it yeah. and little slivers of dark chocolate. Yeah, uh, that sounds really good, actually. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> look at Mark. Nice. Uh, good nice job. job. Mark's yeah. wife. Hey, Mark's wife. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys are looking for a treat, that, that sounds pretty good to me, Armin. Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, that's, yeah, uh, so, that's anyway. rock solid. <laughs> All right. Well, look, Armin, thanks again for all of the input and advice today. I'm sure everyone appreciates what you offer in the show as I do. And, uh, you know, if you like what you're hearing and seeing, share it with your friends and family. You can do that by scanning the QR codes and getting the information out. You can email NSP Nutrition directly. So we'll get the information. That's support at NSP Nutrition or... You can comment right on the YouTube episode of your choice, and we'll get that information as well. But thanks for joining us today, and Armin and I will be back next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.
Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.